0: Today, on the Bill Kelly Show, on 900 CHML. As the province prepares for public comments on its new food safety law, anti-meat activists and some in Ontario's farming industry agree that tensions are at an all-time high. I don't know if it's been any worse. And this has been going on for quite some time. Uh, And there have been, of course, there have been demonstrations outside of plants, like the Fearman's plant outside of Burlington and others. And uh, sadly... Uh, It resulted in a death back in June, uh, one individual that was injured and actually died from injuries from a a truck. Uh, The catalyst for ramping this up seems to be uh, the bill that uh, this government has just put forth. It's Bill 156, introduced by Agriculture Minister and Oxford MPP Ernie Hardiman uh, in 2019. It received royal assent and passed into law in June. And uh, essentially, uh, the controversial piece of this, well, I guess the whole bill is controversial, but in particular, uh, one particular area that uh, limits people from interacting with farm animals or entering processing facilities without consent. Uh, they call it the ag gag, and uh, a number of people are upset about this, and it seems to have actually uh, fostered even more intense uh, demonstrations from both sides outside of these plants. Joining us to talk about this is uh, uh, Camille Labcheck, who, of course, is the uh, Executive Director for Animal Justice. Uh, Camille, thank you so much. Great to have you back on the program.
1: Good morning, Bill. It's good
0: to be here. Uh, for all the wrong reasons, sadly, because we seem to keep talking about controversies. Uh, and, and I know that, you know, I, I think we were all saddened, of course, by the death that occurred in June, and there's going to be an inquest into that, and we don't know about the legal action. Uh, but I, I in all the years that we've talked about this, and we've talked about demonstrations at, at places like the Fearman's Plan, I don't remember the intensity of, of counter-demonstrations and the yelling back and forth and the threats back and forth between two sides on this issue.
1: It's pretty shocking to me as well, Bill. So the, the demonstrations outside the Fearman Pork Processing Facility have been going on for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, animal advocates have been there doing this for uh, many years, over five years, probably closer to ten years. And they're pretty peaceful. I mean, their thing is that they're going to hold up signs. They're going to document the pigs in the trucks uh, on their way to slaughter in their final moments and show people illegal conditions if they exist and spread a message of compassion. And never until this bill was passed have I seen anything like a counter-protest where members of the farm and trucker community show up and purposely try to provoke people by grilling hot dogs, which many uh, people who don't eat meat find to be upsetting and offensive, and by holding signs. Uh, There was actually a sign bill that said that Regan Russell, the woman who was tragically run over and killed by a truck, the sign said that she killed herself, which is just, I I can't imagine how her family would have felt upon seeing that.
0: Well, and, and sadly, th- th- this seems to be ramping up. Uh, I, I, there are going to be public hearings about this bill, uh, and, and it's coming up in just a little while. At least that's what the government's promising us right now. Uh, what do you expect to see? What do you expect the government to do about this?
1: Well, what the government has done, is it's already passed this bill, so it is law, uh, or yeah. it will be very soon, but the thing that they still need to accomplish is producing regulations to accompany the law. So those regulations will decide just how bad this is draconian, and terrible bill is for animals. So what it does already, in addition to just hiking up trespass fines, uh, the, the more troubling aspects of it are that it would shut off lawful protest. It would prevent anybody from interacting with pigs on the truck or from taking photos of them in their final moments, uh, most likely. And it would also shut down undercover investigations into factory farms. That's where somebody who works at the farm takes photos or videos of a disturbing. Um, illegal or unethical conduct and exposes those to the public. And that's really troubling to me, Bill, because one of the only ways we have to see what happens on farms behind their closed doors is when those images come out and get onto the news. Otherwise, the government's not watching. Nobody else has the ability to see what happens.
0: You know, what's interesting about that is, uh, and this is very topical these days, of course, because of some of the other concerns we have uh, in various forms of government and business, uh, there are laws being passed on a pretty regular basis now encouraging whistleblowing uh, to, to make sure because the, you know, the authorities can't be everywhere. And if there's going to be some some malpractice that's going on in some of these facilities, they need to know about it. But you're telling me this restricts that in, in, in this particular industry now.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, really, this is specific to the farm industry. Farm, um, farms and slaughterhouses and transport truckers are benefiting from special protection under this new special interest law. And, Bill, this is a trend that uh, first emerged in the States. It's an American export, actually, to Canada, and an unfortunate one at that. Um, these are called egg gag laws. That refers to agricultural gag on people speaking out about animal cruelty in the food industry. And those laws passed in a number of states in the 2010s, and many of them have now been struck down in court Bill because they're unconstitutional. They restrict people from expressing themselves and from using free speech to speak out about animal cruelty issues. And I can tell you that when this bill comes into effect, um, it will be challenged in court here in Canada too
0: i was going to say this this is going to end up back in the courts again and uh you mentioned these have been going on the demonstrations have been going on for quite some time but rarely do do they flare up to the point where charges are laid in situations i know sometimes people are told to break it up and hey, settle down a little bit but uh the first one that comes to mind of course is whose lady and our name escapes me that uh, was was charged with actually giving the pigs water uh yes, and yes. and i remember you and i had those conversations around that time too uh and it, it, that and, and now with what happened, of course, with the, the, the death in June. Uh, this is getting worse, not better. I mean, the, you know, this I understand that there are going to be polarizing views on something like this. I understand that, but you'd hope it's not going to lead to violence. But that seems to be the the example. And and I know that both sides are arguing about this and saying, well, you know, we've got a right to do our business. This is a legal business, and our truckers are just trying to do their jobs. Uh, that's that's the presentation from one side. The other side is, you have a legal right. At least I think you do, anyway, to protest in this country.
1: Absolutely, and that's one of our most cherished charter rights is the ability to get together and express ourselves about issues that matter to society. And I think, though, that society's treatment of animals is one of those issues that's top of mind these days. Um, everywhere we turn, companies are now off- offering meat-free products. I tried the KFC vegan chicken sandwich just this week, and it was delicious. And the reason people are, are looking more into this is because a lot of us are increasingly uncomfortable with what the meat industry does to animals. When we learn about standard practices, like, uh, you know, let's talk about pig's remnants and spearman's pork is a pig slaughterhouse. Um, pigs, one of the, the legal ways that farmers kill pigs, baby piglets in this country who are underweight or sick, is by slamming their heads against a concrete floor or wall. That's, that's a legal practice. Another practice is keeping pigs in gestation um, stalls so small that they can't even turn around while they're feeding their babies or while they're pregnant. And these are things that when people learn about them, They don't think that's okay. So the ability of individuals in society to speak out about those practices and convince others to engage in social change is fundamental to who we are as a country.
0: This law seems to have made situations worse, not better.
1: I agree. I I totally agree. I think this, this law was passed at the behest of the farming industry to try to shut down debate and try to stop animal cruelty videos from coming out and embarrassing this industry. And I think what it should be doing is opening up and becoming more transparent. Um, this law has only increased tensions. It has led some to wonder whether whether it's prompted the uh, farming and trucking community to, clear, to declare open season on, on activists, given what's happened outside that slaughterhouse. But, you know, we think that the better path forward is transparency and more information to the public, not less.
0: Are you concerned about the, vi- the violence that seems to be ramping up?
1: I'm always concerned, Bill, and I'm especially concerned because it's um, a very common occurrence that uh, people who are expressing themselves and speaking out against animal cruelty, they might be uh, threatened with violence by members of the farm community, members of truckers. Uh, Regan Russell was run over by a truck, but that's not the first time that somebody's been hit by a truck. There's plenty of video footage of trucks ramming into protesters, and uh, until now, nobody has died. But if. The government doesn't act to get the situation under control. She might not be the last person who suffers as a result of this law.
0: What would you like to see happen? I mean, if, if you could get, you know, Minister Hardiman's ear for a minute and say, look, at, we, we, there's got to be some revisions to this. What would you like to see?
1: Well, I think they need to repeal Bill 156 and um, stop trying to shut down undercover videos from coming up from farms because the public demands more information, not less. But I think more broadly, when we look at the animal agriculture, it's characterized by an extreme lack of transparency. So Bill, a lot of people are shocked when they learn that there's actually no laws that govern um, regulations for how animals must be treated on farms. There's no animal welfare laws applicable to farms and farm animals from the moment they're born until the second they're shipped for transport. That's the only time that laws kick in, is on the last day of their life. So when people learn about that, I don't think that they accept that. We as of society are compassionate and caring Canadians and we expect the government to be looking out for those who can't help themselves which includes farm animals. So I would like to see Minister Hardeman introduce binding animal welfare regulations covering every stage of the life of animals on farms and enforce those regulations and make the inspection reports public so we can have a sense of what's happening behind those closed doors.
0: Well, uh, the public hearings are supposed to be happening in the next week or two, so we'll we'll certainly follow up on that, and I'm sure we'll talk again about this soon. Camille, thanks, as always, for the time today. Greatly appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Bill. Always good to join you.
0: Take care. Camille Labchuk, of course, Executive Director of Animal Justice. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.